York Bankies Podcast. You're talking Yankees with ATM Sports Bank. This is my brand spanking new podcast venture, and I'd love to officially invite y'all to episode one. Once again, my name is Adam Taylor McKillop, for those of you who don't know, and you're listening to the New York Bankies Podcast with ATM Sports Bank. Okay, real quickly, let's talk formatting. Uh, you're listening to the first ever episode of my podcast so let's talk how this is going to go down i'm going to keep with this money theme of my blog aka atm sports bank we're going to be recapping the yankees performance from the past week i'm talking the yankees it's the thing i'm most passionate about it's a thing i can talk your ear off for hours on end so i thought this would be the best thing for me to talk about so we're going to be recapping the yankees performance from last week highs and lows buys and sells for this money theme, I'm going to give listeners three checks I'm writing. These are going to be the best performances, themes, takeaways, and what have you from the past week. After that, we'll talk about stock that I'm selling. Real simple, these are the bad moments, the shut your eye moments, the let's forget about these quickly moments. Side note, um, all of these are going to be very, very timely points that I'm making. If I say that I'm selling Giancarlo Stanton's stock because uh, he's injured, I just mean that week, people. I'm not that crazy. The dude is an MVP caliber player. He absolutely balls. All right, let's get it, folks. We are recapping the Yankees' big four-game sweep over the arch-rival Boston Red Sox. A lot of good to pick from this weekend, all things considered. Yankees improved to 16-9 and on the year. We're two and a half games up on second-place Tampa Bay and four games up on third-place Baltimore. Wait. Did I just read that right? Am I seeing that right? Baltimore's in third place? Yeah, that's a whole different combo for a whole different day, folks. Anyways, Boston has lost eight straight. Oh, and it's beautiful. Now they are six and 17. They're 10 and a half games back. Yeah, I said 10 and a half. And they have the second worst record in baseball. Is it unfair for the Yanks to beat up on such a bad team? 10 in a row dating back to last year? Who am I kidding, guys? It's the Red Sox. It is never a bad time to beat up on the Red Sox. I also heard last night on the broadcast that the Red Sox said they're going to be big-time sellers at the deadline. I mean, we're talking that's how bad this team is. The Red Sox, big-time sellers at the trade deadline. All right, folks, we're going to move on talking about this series. Time for some segments. First up, three checks that I'm writing. These are the money performances from this weekend. Get out your checkbooks, Yankee fans. Here's who and what we're writing money checks for from this past weekend. Listeners, if you're just joining in, the Yankees swept the Red Sox four-game series over the weekend. We had some awesome performances. It was mostly good. Yes, we'll get to some bad later, but let's talk the good right now. All right, that first check that I'm cashing, folks, that goes out to the young outfielder, Clint Frazier. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of perspective here on Frazier's performance. Uh, Frazier is a talented, talented outfielder. For the Yankees mostly lauded for his hitting but the dude has shown that he can you know he can pick it a little bit in the outfield. Clint Frazier has been with the Yankees organization for a long time now and over the last few years he has had some ups and downs. Um, he's been called up before and because of the Yankees depth he's been sent back down. I mean he's competing with guys like Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, faces of the franchise and you know last year Clint had a uh had a little bit of an interesting time. Uh, there was a Red Sox series, and he misplayed some fly balls in the outfield. 
cost him a game or two. Uh, he was sent down subsequently, and he gave a little bit of an attitude. But this is the resurgence of Clint Fraser, And boy, what a resurgence it was. Aaron Boone, uh, Yankees manager, has praised Frazier for his ability to go down to the minors, work on some things, work on his attitude included, um, and it, it showed up big. So he got called up for the first time this weekend after an injury to Aaron Judge. Uh, first game back, and he was slotted into the starting lineup. And this dude just went off. He went 8 for 15 this weekend. He hit two dingers, eight RBIs. His batting average is now 533 on base 563. And he even made some plays out in right field. Uh, he started two games out there. And, you know, I, I want to put into perspective how big it was for him to slot out there behind the big shadow that is Aaron Judge and the media talking about this injury, you know, another injury to the Yankees' future in Aaron Judge. And not only was Frazier's overall weekend performance just simply outstanding and, and honestly all that Yankees fans could ask for, um, how about the second game of the series? He got his first start in right field. He played DH the game before. Um, so this is his, you know, quote-unquote official first game replacing the big, big shadow that is Aaron Judge. And what did Frazier do? The dude went three for three, five RBIs, a double, a home run, and honestly was probably the biggest part of the Yankees winning that game. So props to you, Clint Frazier. That's a check that I'm writing. You can cash in. All right, who's up next? Second check that I'm writing. This one goes out to the big man, big starting pitcher, Garrett Cole. Guys, I just want to say, I know it's been five games. He's had five starts now. I am officially all in on this guy he is that good you know the skeptical yankee fan that i am um a la james paxton and no i'm not throwing the two of them in the same category but you understand as a yankee fan that it's different it's different pitching in yankee stadium it's different putting those pinstripes on and so i was kind of holding my breath to wait to wait to see how good he actually was and Garrett Cole, guys, is the best pitcher in baseball, and I am I am totally bought in. So, first rivalry start, first first start against the Red Sox. I know that this isn't the same Red Sox team, but you know there's still a little bit of uh, oomph in the air when it's a Red Sox start. And how good was this guy? So he gets fourth victory. He throws seven innings, and he's absolutely dominant. He notched his 20th consecutive winning decision which dates back to May 27th of last year. Um, and that is the third longest streak in MLB history. So he's making history as we go along. Um, here's a little bit about how locked in Cole was. Uh, I know they talk about a lot about his routine, his focus, laser focus on the mound. You know, he pitches like he's just throwing to Gary Sanchez and there's no one, out, no one else on the field. Um, so Cole was asked in the postgame interviews, this was Friday night, and he was asked about the Aaron Judge injury and that Judge was missing from the lineup. That was when the Yankees put him on the 10-day IL. And the dude said it took him until the second or third inning to ask, and he asked Gary Sanchez, he said, where's Judge? And he goes, he's injured. The dude is that locked in that he doesn't even realize his team's best hitter is not even out there, not even playing behind him. He's the best pitcher in the game. I can really see that now why. Um, I, I would laugh that the 
Yankees broadcast the the Yes Network postgame interviews in his first couple of starts where he gave up a run or two. Um, and, and they kept saying, he's not even he's not even as locked in as he can be. And I'm laughing and I said, can we just enjoy this folks? The dude has won four or five starts and every time he's on the mound, the Yankees are surely winning those games. So props to Garrett Cole. I'm sorry if I ever doubted you. I just wanted to see it a few games, a few starts and pinstripes, but this dude is the absolute real deal. All right, time for the third and final check that I'm writing from this past weekend's big, big, big Red Sox sweep. Um, That check is going to go out to the Yankees bullpen. Yes, that collection of guys was awesome this weekend. I will say I understand that the Yankees bullpen is one of their strengths. Um, They're probably a check that I could write most weekends, but let let me break down a little bit how good they actually were. Um, The Yankees bullpen was, I would say, close to perfect this weekend. Um, Once again, anything that you could ask for. We had some rain. We had some shorter starts uh, other than Mr. Garrett Cole on Friday. So the Yankees had to throw 14.2 innings this series, uh, four games. That that could be kind of a lot what you're asking for. Um, in those 14.2 innings, almost 15 innings, they only gave up six earned runs. I did a little bit of quick math. Yes, I used a calculator for this, folks. Uh, that's a 3.8 ERA over nine innings. If you add that up, the Yankees score 5.68 runs a game. That's in 22 games they've played this year. So if you ask me, that's a winning formula. Hats off to the whole bullpen. It was awesome to see our boy Chapman in his closer role last night. I know he gave up a run, but it's awesome to have him back. Big props to Zach Britton. What a safety net to have a a closer, a legitimate MLB closer who has years and years of experience down in Baltimore doing that. Just fill in, slot in when Chapman was injured out with coronavirus, but it's really good to see him back. One other guy I want to shout out is Mike King, the young rookie. Last night he came in, he threw three innings. He only gave up one earned run. Um, he's been a solid option out of the pen, and that that's a bright spot for the Yankees' future. All right, quickly, let's recap where the Yankees stand right now. Um, with the win last night, Monday night, the Yankees moved 10-0 and at the stadium. Unfortunately, due to that wacky coronavirus schedule, um, they had to play a home game. As the home team in Philadelphia, they lost one of those games. So they can't say they're undefeated at home this year, but or undefeated as the home team, but you better believe they're undefeated at home at the stadium in the Bronx. Um, the Yankees also registered their 10th straight victory against the Red Sox, and that capped an eight-game losing streak for the Red Sox. It's been absolute dominance. Once again, the Red Sox are just simply a bad team this year. Anyways, folks, those are the checks that I'm writing. Before we head into this next segment, um, I, I was doing some research and I wanted to come up with a sort of segue. I poured over this over and over again. Um, so here's the best that I could come up with. It's a little funky. Um, former Yankees championship manager Casey Stengel once said, there are three things you can do in a baseball game. You can win or you can lose or it can rain. Well, let's forget about the rain, although it did rain last night. The Yankees didn't lose this weekend, but here's why they could have. Ugh, I know. It's annoying. We talked about the good. Unfortunately, because of 
how my podcast is going to be set up, we've got to talk about a little bad. So on to the next segment. Here is the stock that I'm selling. Yes, the Yankees swept. Yes, they swept the Red Sox. Yes, it was a great weekend. But now, again, because this is how my show is going to go, we got to talk the bad. So here's the stock that I'm selling. The first stock that I'm going to sell on this past Yankees weekend, that's going to go out to the staff trainer um, or the physical therapist or whoever the hell is in charge of keeping these Yankees healthy. We have three humongous injuries. We have Aaron Judge, we have Giancarlo Stanton, and we also saw DJ LeMahieu go down. Um, It's simply a big headache. I don't really understand. I don't know if these guys aren't stretching well enough. I don't know if they're spending enough time in the weight room. I don't know if it's something in the water that they're drinking, but the injuries just have to stop It has been really fun to be a Yankee fan over the last few years, but this is the headache. And and it's getting, frankly, ridiculous. We're we're looking at a repeat of 2019 with all of these injuries. Okay, so on Friday, Aaron Judge was placed on the 10-day IL with a right calf strain. This one hurt a lot, folks. This probably hurt the most. Uh, He's off to a brilliant start. He's had nine home runs, 20 RBIs, leads the team in both those categories. And he's been clutch. He's been charismatic. He's been captain-like. Yeah, you heard it. I said he's been captain-like. But God dang it, he got hurt again. It's interesting. He has come out in the press saying that he's already 100%, that this IL stent was out of extreme caution. I also heard him talking about wearing tennis shoes on the turf in Tampa Bay instead of wearing the metal spikes out there. Um, Where the heck was that idea before? This dude is precious cargo, and he's just learning in what, MLB Season 5, that he can't wear spikes down in Tampa? I mean, come on, people. This is our superstar. You know that he's precious and kind of fragile cargo, so we got to take care of this guy. Anyways, Giancarlo Stanton, he also landed himself on the IL. This one hurts a little bit less, simply because I think somehow Gino is even more precious and even more fragile cargo than Judge. Uh, He landed himself on the IL with a grade one left hamstring strain earlier this month. Um, And honestly, I feel bad. This dude cannot catch a break. So let's recap his time with the Yankees. First season, he played 158 games and was stellar. He had 38 home runs. He had 100 RBIs. And since then, I just simply have no words. So last year, Stanton played 18 games. And he was dealing with shoulder, biceps, knee, you name it. He had injuries all over the place. So we start spring training this year, and he's injured once again, this time with a grade one calf strain. Um, Apparently, he did that doing defensive drills that sidelined him most of the spring. But enter coronavirus, enter a three and a half month break, and he's on the team to start the year. Um, he's off to a good start. He was hitting 293. He had three home runs and seven RBIs in the 14 games that he played. And then boom, hamstring injury. This time he was running the bases. Um, I don't really know what you do with this guy. I guess you could just DH him. He clearly shouldn't be playing the field. He probably should get a pinch runner. And it's, it's just, it's something that needs to get fixed, but it's a big headache. I just also don't understand. I feel bad for the guy because he clearly can't catch a break. 
Um, so I do wish him the best. And next is the injury to DJ LeMahieu. Uh, DJ has been simply a machine in his two years in pinstripes. Over the weekend, he strained his left thumb um, on a weird, awkward swing. He'll have a 10-day IL sprint, which is unfortunate because this dude was leading the league in hitting. So he, he does this awkward, awkward swing in the fourth inning of Saturday's game. Uh, he lets go of the bat on the backswing, and it was awkward, and you, you just knew it right away. It's a tough injury for a hitter. Um, I saw a graphic last year that players had the same injury. They Everyone missed at least eight games. One of the guys ended up missing 15. Uh, it's, it's just a shame because DJ's batting 411. He has two home runs, eight RBIs. He's clearly the best hitter in this lineup. Um, one thing that he really provides for this lineup is, is hitting for contact, taking a two-strike approach, just being a nag, you know, being nagging at the plate and making sure he puts the bat on the ball. In this lineup, there's a lot of guys that strike out. I, I've, I haven't seen that as much this year. I'd have to check the stats to see if they're on a similar pace, but it seems like his his approach at the plate is rubbing off a little bit. He'll be back in full form. I have I have no doubts about that, but this one sucks right now. So once again, what the heck is going on? We have three injuries, three injuries to starters, three injuries to absolute superstars, and this is 2019 all over again. I, I don't understand if it's something in the water, like I said before. Um, I would love some answers. I also love this next man up thing that the Yankees have because of how deep they are. But when they're missing, you know, when you have Aaron Judge missing time like this, it, it, it definitely takes a hit on the team. All right, folks, here is the second stock that I'm going to be selling. This one goes out to Aaron Boone, manager, and I'm selling his press conferences. As a former ESPN baseball personality, I love Booney. I think he's great with the media. He's he's honest usually. He's patient, um, and he's really down to earth and 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 humble when he's on the podium most of the time. However, if you listen to Booney's press conferences, especially the ones about Aaron Judge recently, for three days the dude just flat out lied to our face. He was lying to our faces. He claimed that he was giving Aaron extra time, Aaron Judge extra time, um, because he was you know, tired from playing on the turf. Uh, his legs were tired from playing on the turf, and <laughs> it was just a flat-out lie, folks. Lying to our face. I'm not sure if I believe anything he's saying about DJ Mayhew. Hopefully, it's just that star treatment of Aaron Judge. But, Booney, please, I love you, man. Just give us some honest answers next time you're at the podium and talking injuries. And now time for the third stock that I'm selling, and this is Giancarlo Stanton's future in pinstripes. I gave you a little bit of a hint of that in the intro to this podcast episode. And once again, I will note that I am not actually serious about this. I'm kind of serious. I don't really know how serious I am. But anyways, it's not that easy to just say we're going to get rid of Giancarlo Stan. But nonetheless, the Yankees are definitely in a bind with his contract. So unless he decides to exercise his opt-out clause after this year, and it's very much presumed that he will not. Stanton has another six years of his 13-year, $325 million contract. The Yankees are on the hook for $235 million of that. I love Gino. I love his ferocity. I love his ability to just simply smash a baseball. But these injuries are 
I don't really have words for them. I don't understand them, and they seem to be getting worse. The way I look at it, when a dude is that jacked, um, he probably has 0% body fat on him. When he's that jacked, uh, he's almost too jacked for his body. Um, it, it would almost behoove him to lose some weight, lose some muscle. So maybe his joints, maybe his bones, maybe there's a little bit of uh, less stress on them when he's running around. Um, anyways, when he decides not to opt out, it becomes a waiting game. Um, it's easy for Yankees fans. We, we simply just have to wait and hope that we can get some healthy years out of him. But the injuries are just a headache for these guys' future. Uh, Aaron Judge, speaking of him, he's looking for his first post-rookie contract. Um, ultimately, with his play, he deserves to get that franchise player-level money from the Yankees. Um, the Yankees would love this guy to be the next captain-like figure in the clubhouse, which he is, but that's when he's healthy. Are you going to give Aaron Judge a contract like you have the one with Giancarlo Stanton, that superstar contract with such injury concerns? No, you're probably not. It definitely hurts Aaron Judge's stock. Gino hurts, you know, this contract, it hurts the Yankees when he's hurt, and it hurts the chances of guys like Mike Talkman, Miguel Andujar, and most importantly, Clint Frazier. They can't get the time they deserve out there. These guys, a lot of them clearly prove that they're MLB caliber players, and when you have a big contract, your money's tied up in that, and, you know, anytime he's not hurt, you want him on the field, but he's preventing he's preventing the solid future of guys like Clint Frazier. And that is the third and final stock that I'm selling tonight, folks. Alright, so we bought stock, we sold stock, we wrote checks, we cashed them in, and most importantly, we talked Yankees. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, especially those who are still listening. There's definitely more where this came from. I'm going to be trying to do it episode weekly, uh, recapping the Yankees past week of ball. There will be a couple different series next time when I talk about them. But that's all I got on that big Red Sox sweep. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.